0: You're listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. Dude, you're, you're the Tommy McNamara
1: of podcasting. It's great. Thank you. Wait, what? With your Let's hosts, go. Ian Lamberson. If you say one more bad thing about Mike Grella, I'm going to cut you.
0: And Harrison Crow. Patrick Mullins is what happens when you least
2: expect it. From the kickoff to the shoot.
1: Hello, everybody, and yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian, with me as always, the Los Angeles Galaxy's fifth designated player, it's Harrison Crow. Say hey to everybody, Harrison. Hey. Hey. Uh, we are back in preseason mode again. Uh, we brought you like a news dump last time. This time, something special for all the listeners out there. Uh, conference season previews we're gonna do the western conference this week next week we're gonna do the other conference that's eastern for uh our eagle eyed listeners um and then the week after that, I think we're more or less in the season and m l s will be back um, all of our free time will go away. our families will miss us um, all of our other hobbies will just sort of evaporate into the night it's true
0: it's true like those those fun nights of you know Saturday evening going over and playing. D and D with my friends. There, uh, it's it's gonna go bye bye, and you know that that just is what it is. The fun afternoons of you know me taking time and playing with my son. No, all gone.
1: You're still muted. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yes indeed. Well, <laughs> we're right back now. um So let's just get into it. Let's just go ahead. We got a lot of teams to cover today. Um, we're going to start at the using the standings we're going to start at the bottom from last year um and uh that of course is the san jose earthquakes um so i guess the big i mean we've talked a lot already on this show about uh Matthias Almeida saw coming into coaching um and what that could possibly mean and i think if we're being honest like we don't totally know yet uh i think there's there's a lot of uh definite changes here um that are going to be made uh, but what exactly they are, what that team is going to look like on opening day, and uh, any kind of stylistic differences. Um, I don't know. I I kind of do, do. you have any kind of indication of how you would see San Jose maybe lining up a little bit?
0: I mean, I guess it's kind of a four three three, but it's <clears throat> it's a little confusing because. I don't quite understand like where players are going to kind of be shuttled off to in that 4-3-3. And then on top of that, I really don't understand how the man marking is going to work. Because, I mean, it's going to require so much of the attacking players as much as it does the defensive players. So it'll be, it starts out as a 4-3-3 and we were kind of joking uh, around before we, we got started recording, like the four through three is just like a mishmash. It's like, it can be anything. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. It, I it, think it,
1: as we, yeah, as we kind of talk about formations, um, you know, we should acknowledge as a lot of people do and I don't know that we have is that, you know, a formation is just what you put on paper at the beginning of the game. Um, Certainly, like with a four-three-three, you can see that shift a lot into things throughout the course of the game. And I think on any of these teams, we see are going to play a four-three-three. You know, it does not mean that those people are going to be standing there, obviously. And it's going to. It, the, one of the strengths of it is how fluid it is.
0: Right. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Very much so. It's very versatile, and I think that you're going to see um, the San Jose Earthquakes become a little bit more defensive minded uh, kind of like what Chivas was uh, the last year during CCL uh, you saw them being kind of conservative at certain times and even that 4-3-3 kind of melds into like a a five back uh, scenario so uh, it'll be really interesting to see how um, not just they work defensively, but really the changes that they're going to have uh, on the attack. Because I, I kind of liked Vako. I kind of liked uh, him out on the wing. And I think the more time that he has in this league to kind of figure things out and some of the better pieces that you put with him, I think he could be really interesting. And so um, I'm interested to see how that, uh, how that lineup kind of adapts and how they change over the first few months of the season.
1: I kind of wonder what happens to players like Wondolowski in this, like Annabelle Godoy, some of these like longer-standing uh, Quakes, I guess, if you will.
0: Um, yeah, Godoy kind stalled. of an interesting one, right? Yeah. Like twelve months ago, like he was. I don't, I don't know if he wore the armband quite, but I mean, he's a central figure there for a team finally getting for an international team finally getting to the World Cup, and yeah. so
1: I think he's a very good player. I think you know it, it hasn't. He's been on a very bad team for a while, I think, Um, you know, and that obviously kind of doesn't help with with uh, with like the the lens we see him here in America. Um, But yeah, he's he's a guy I've always really liked. Um, So I I would be uh, I'm curious to see, like, where these kind of people fit in and what happens to I mean, I thought last year. Uh, which I've talked about endlessly on this show, that Luis Felipe Fernandez showed a, just a ton of promise, um, and he kind of worked his way into a starting role there, and I thought that was great and good building. Um, but w- where where does he stand with Matthias Almeida? Maybe Matthias Almeida is not as impressed with this guy. Um, you know, you could say the same thing about a guy like Jackson Newell. Uh, so it, it is an interesting time, and uh, I think that, you know, if you're paying – if you're looking to succeed right away, obviously that means that you're going to be – you know, whether – inadvertently or not you're going to be sacrificing some maybe future development and that's a choice that every coach has to make every organization has to make um, and i'm just not sure exactly how that's going to shake out for san jose this year uh, but i think that if you were to ask any quakes fans they would probably take the success now
0: yeah, I, but it, and we just kind of rattled off a bunch of names. It, it's it's important to say while they are kind of changing their ethos, they're changing their brand, they're changing their formation and stylistic approach. They're not really changing the personnel that much. So. Um while it is a little bit hard to see like wh- how Wondolowski fits into this, how Vaco, how, you know, how they're going to incorporate Jackson Yule, who's probably one of the more talented players uh on that team, how do they incorporate those players when they don't fit? Um that'll be that'll be really interesting if they so, don't fit.
1: We'll we'll have to see. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to um well, the at the end of our notes here on each of these teams, we, we put down that we have like a projected place. Um, I don't. I, there's so much different here that it's really hard for me to say one way or the other. But, like, does this team look like they're going to be challenging for the Western Conference crowd? I don't think so. Um, is this going to be a middle table team? Is this going to be a playoff team? Hmm. Yeah, maybe towards the end of that. I, I I don't know. Um It's
0: possible. I think they have some ceiling. Um they have some vertical. You know, they're going to be br- throwing a different approach at teams that I think is going to be enough uh different and it's going to be uh, unique enough that they're not teams aren't going to be able to adjust to it on the fly. So, I think it might be enough to to kind of, you know, see them out through the majority of the season to be perfectly honest.
1: So, do you think this team makes it? Do you think do you see them on, on that cusp of that line or over that line or uh, I I it. don't
0: personally I I wouldn't I wouldn't subscribe I wouldn't put a bet on them on making the playoffs um, I think this is going to be a transitory year I think there's going to be some some transition to those pieces and finding the right uh, the right approach with uh, within uh, MLS even so but
1: what if I gave you fifty to one odds on that bet would you take it Oh always Yeah,
0: yeah someone gives you fifty to one odds you always take it you just take that bet
1: no matter what. <laughs> All right. uh, moving up the ladder And still pretty low on the ladder uh, Our good friends, the Colorado Rapids uh, Once again, helmed by Anthony Hudson um, You know, we talked a little bit about last week But uh, probably worth reiterating There are a lot of moves here Keegan Rosenberry's coming in Kai Kamara's coming in Diego Rubio's coming in uh, Benny is coming in uh, You know, so this team needed to make 11 changes, in my opinion So that they've made like 6 or 7 It's pretty good Um you know, one of the things I think that's interesting is to see uh, last year they, they were one of the teams that really did kind of stick with that two Ford formation even to their own uh, detriment at times. So I'm curious to see if they stick with that. I do think that Kamara and Rubio uh, is probably the best pairing, the Ford pairing that they've had in a long time. So maybe, th- maybe this is a good time to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, they have a really interesting uh, potential in terms of... Um, ceiling if everything clicks right like they made some locker room changes they 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 very much feel like personnel wise and through organizationally they made some key steps last year Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit hard for us on the outside to see that and validate that however um, you know definitely from the onset of they got the players that you just mentioned there's definitely some pieces there they have some quality The question is, do they have the depth, right? Um, you know, they have some really interesting homegrown players. Are they going to eventually, (laughs) this is kind of like going to be an ongoing thing with, you know, a couple other teams are, can they effectively take a step forward and integrate those pieces to where their quality depth or even in some cases they take that step forward and surplant their, that starter,
1: right? yeah i mean you got a kid like cole bassett you got um you know it's it's not i mean courtney ford's still young i think still has that spot i mean there's like there's some good there's some good i good talent there I, I think there's some some good basis for it um you know i i think any team that's going to succeed in this league is going to have to do have to have a lot of health with uh or sorry have to have a lot of luck with health um you, there aren't a lot of teams that can that have a super deep bench, and, and so uh, a lot of times the best solution to this is to avoid going to it as much as possible. But uh, you know, Colorado does have like a guy like Kyle Kamara who's not you know a young man anymore. So uh, there there is opportunity there for for a younger player to probably get some minutes and probably get some time. Um, well, I
0: mean, they got that uh, Andre uh, Shinishiki uh, yeah, Shiniasaki Shiniasaki, I mean, and yeah. uh, look, he's. If, he was the lead scorer in D1 last year. Um, there's a lot of people that seem very hyped about him and his potential uh, mm-hmm. in regards to you know uh, throwing out some Chris Mueller-type comps. Um, so, uh, look, he could be somebody that's a little bit of a diamond in the rough. Uh, Matt Hunley, you talked about I don't know, Cole Bassett. Th- this team has some really interesting young players that, like I said, um, they might not be ready to take that step forward in terms of being those impact players uh, in the starting rotation but they could provide some some depth and then additionally you have guys like dylan Serna that have been you know around forever that that are interesting enough as far as depth goes and you know nicholas Mesquita, who is going to be taking on that 10 role he hasn't shown a lot of creativity so it'll be kind of interesting to see if he can take that step forward he's still not necessarily you know, old by, uh, athletic standards. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see some of these guys that are not necessarily, you you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, yeah. they're just, you know, they're... yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting that there's a very, one thing that we haven't really discussed the, uh, yet is that, uh, due to scheduling this year, there's going to be a lot more midweek games. And so like, there's going to be a lot more chances for these kinds of players to have to step up and that's going to be a test that every team is going to have to face.
0: It's a great point.
1: And, you know, uh, when you've got Colorado, you guys got has Kai Kamara in a big position. you got a guy like Benny Fieldhopper you're probably hoping to get a lot from. You know, like, that's definitely the, – there need to be kids or younger players or, or rotational players kind of ready to step into those key roles. So um, I think that you're going to see um, – you know, I, I don't think this is a dire sinker swim season for Colorado. I, I think that people I, – I, I would assume at this point people have lowered expectations regarding the Colorado Rapids, uh, and I don't think that they're looking to, like, make this the uh, – Okay, like we're gonna. This is the year we challenge for the for the for the crown or anything like that. But uh, I mean, even not making the playoffs, I think just getting a solid improvement, just getting um, you know like a solid roster, some chemistry, uh, some ideas, some philosophies together. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you. I, I I don't think this team is quite done enough uh, to be. Um, you know, in the conversation for the playoffs yet, but, but, but well, the West but is tough. From, I mean, that's, that, that's yeah. not
0: a knock on them, right? The West is tough and, you know, adding, it, it takes more than one year, I think to, to put themselves
1: back into that picture. Yeah. The West doesn't have like the top end that the East does, but like throughout the whole thing is a lot more competitive in my opinion. And so it's a little bit harder to break into those top seats. I think, um, Minnesota yeah. United, I love talking about Minnesota United, I know you do talk about. All right. Adrian, is back. That
0: well, that's, that's who I want to talk about. Uh, Adrian Heath. Heath. Um, so, uh, one of the problems that I kind of listed here is, you know, beyond the consistency issues and, and, you know, the depth that, you know, we'll obviously talk about coaching ability is becoming a bigger, bigger thing in this, in this league. And I really question at this point in time, you know, like, uh, I thought, him being selected it made a little bit of sense from the aspect of he's seen the the transition of uh teams coming into the league via expansion with Orlando <laughs> yes, he had, he bad. had helped you know grow a couple of uh young yeah. attacking players uh yeah. both with Kansas City with Philadelphia with you know guys that have been on loan on him he's helped them take that step forward and I thought well you know Minnesota's kind of trying to do that with some of their some of their attacking depth. You know, they want it to be young. They kind of want to try to use the super draft or their um, various mm-hmm. offshoots of of players um, internal to this league. Maybe he can, you know, find some of that and then finds enough veteran defenders and it feels kind of like that's what they finally achieved 3 years later. But does he have the ability as a coach to really finally put it all together and shove this forward?
1: You know, one of the things, and I've said this before, and we've talked about it before, but I'll, I'll repeat it again, and I'll stop pointing out everything I've said before because I've said everything before. <laughs> uh, one of the things I don't like talking about is coaching ability because I don't know, and I don't think you know, and I don't think a lot of people that make these comments know. I think that that's a lot of, like, inside baseball or soccer, as it were, um, and, and it's really hard for us to judge. You know, like, we, we don't... We're getting um, you know, we're getting the dish served to us and judging whether or not it tastes good. And in fact, like, the souffle is bad. Like, we don't know if we should blame the chef or we should blame the ingredients. Um, but, but we have one person we can kind of point to, and that person is often a scapegoat for problematics with teams. So when I look at Adrian Heath's teams, when I look at the results that he's been able to get out of them, I mean, I have no choice but to come to the conclusion that he's probably not the best coach at a major league soccer level that, that, that there is, um, or that he's even like a very good one, um, in the slightest. So, it's difficult to say <laughs> um and i think that there if 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 it doesn't work out this year i don't think it can be said that he hasn't been given enough to work with I, that he hasn't been given time that he hasn't been given resources because he has he has a very good roster now like top to bottom um you know it's not perfect but but it's enough to be competing for a playoff spot
0: well, and I think that's a really good summation, right? We don't know necessarily about, like, you and I ostensibly, you know, can't come up with, you know, Anthony Hudson is a great coach or a bad coach. We we really can't say. We don't know Tony. We, we have no insight to him, and the same could be said about Adrian. But I think that there are different details that you can kind of pick up sitting on the outside that you can kind of uh, try to gleam a little bit of information from, and I think that – overall you can start kind of putting pieces together and come to the summation that mm, they're probably not a top tier, you know, coach. Uh, I think that's fair to say. You can, you can look at somebody and say, well, you know, look at this and this and this. And after four or five years sitting within that same context, and we've not seen a lot of growth or a lot of change uh, or positivity um, in the things that we'd look for. So yeah, th- I think you can come out with saying this is this is not a good coach, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm and ostensibly
0: also the other side yeah. this is a good coach, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I'm comfortable saying that that um you know, Adrian Heath is not um the Jurgen Klopp of Major League Soccer or anything like that. I mean, you know, he hasn't always had the best rosters to deal with either. So it's not like he's had an easy job at any of his jobs that he's gone to. Um, But he certainly has not exceeded expectations thus far at any of his posts I've seen. So, um, you know, but let's 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 move on. I mean, you know, enough has been said about Adrian Heath and he's going to be there this year and probably two years after this, because that just seems to be what they want to do. But I do really like this Minnesota team. I do like how it's starting to take shape. you know, uh, picking up Alonzo, I think, was a great move. Um, I'm not sure what the league machination was to like get it done, but whatever. It's Minnesota. It's fine. Um, you know, uh, they traded for Ico Power. Like that was a that's a bombastic trade. Like that's an amazing, amazing power move for them to try to bring in somebody like that to kind of shore out that back line. Um, you know, they already brought in Quintero last year, who I think was gangbusters. Um, you know, you've got Miguel Albarra kind of running into the form. Uh, adding guys like John like uh, this could be like a really decent-looking team, and I, I don't know like, if there's enough of. There's such like an I don't know that there's enough of a culture there, maybe for this kind of success uh, right away, uh, but this is like the right kind of steps for it, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still got questions about how their 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 defense is going to. Uh, work out uh, aikopara yeah, like you said, a huge crab, right? But you know, health concerns with him, health concerns with Alonzo. Um, Calvo is still uh, the starting left back. You still have Coleman uh, there. That's, I mean, not to, yeah, not to, like, or, yeah, yeah, they, I, they're average defenders. And I, I maintain a theory. I've, I, I've kind of shared this theory last year that I think that you need a specific type of uh, center back duo. To be successful in this league, mm-hmm. um, and I think that when you have two big guys, two big physical guys, um, I, I think one of them has to kind of step up and say, "I'm I'm okay with um, not being the guy that chases everything," or "I'm not I'm okay with being the guy that's not going to challenge everything." Right? I, I'm going to watch. I'm going to Chad Marshall. Is is that for Seattle? Right? Like this uh-huh. Chad Marshall is. Quint- was essentially like he can kind of either be the event guy or he can kind of be the the laid back guy he can be the matt Beasler and just kind of move stuff around and i think that's been critical uh because l- let's face it seattle hasn't had it really honestly it hasn't always had a great defense they've, they've had a, kind of an average defense and chad marshall kind of changed that i think Oiko oikopara has an opportunity to do the same thing for minnesota and yeah. kind of help bring them up if he can be the guy that basically grows into the, I don't have to chase everything. I'm really good physically. I can, I can make changes on the fly if I need to. My job is going to be direction and being the leadership of this back line because that's honestly what they desperately need.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the direction I could borrow on the And I don't think he was necessarily going to get there in Kansas city. So, um, you know, I, I don't think there's any secret that we're both pretty big admirers of Ike. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm really excited to see how this goes, and I, I, I don't think that you could have come up with a better example. Like, he, he could be that guy for Minnesota that kind of, like, changes, um, I've already said it, but changes the culture of that defense around one, um, you know, th- that's a little bit more uh, successful, a little more accountable. So um, I guess, like, the, the only question, um, you know, is, uh, well, I, I mean, you got Quintero, who's who's a very good player. Uh, I guess you're going back with uh, Angelo Rodriguez again, uh, the DP striker they picked up last year uh, before sending Ramirez off to LAFC. Um, you know, is this attack enough? Do, do you see like, that there's enough going on in this attack to be dangerous?
0: Yeah, uh, Mason Toy's going to have to step up. I think he's going to be... It sounds really weird to say, but I almost kind of feel like the the playoffs kind of rest on whether or not Angelo Rodriguez or Mason Toy can uh, be the be the scores that they need to be because uh, you know uh, Quintero is just Darwin Quintero is is a blast. I love love that dude, and I think that he's going to do a lot to make sure that that attack is ready and is near playoff caliber. But uh, you know. I don't know what they're going to get in, uh, abara um, not Miguel, but, uh, Romeo. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to get in Angelo Rodriguez either. Uh, so yeah. Dinlotti from what I understand seems to still be going through not just some physical rehab, but some mental rehab as well. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird situation, man.
1: Yeah. So, um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and say, this is going to be my first, this is gonna be my first, uh, hot take call here. Uh, I'm going to say that in this year, 2019, um, AD. uh, The year of our Lord. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Your one post Atlanta, or your two post Atlanta, AA, after Atlanta. um, The Minnesota uh, United team is going to make the playoffs or be one place outside of the playoffs
0: decision day type uh ramifications
1: just a decision day or decision yeah exactly (laughs) decision day drama that's what they want what do you think crazy uh
0: i i don't think it's crazy i think uh i don't have them over crossing the line but um yeah i think i think they're right in there i think that there's there's just a tier that honestly um you said it earlier this this western conference doesn't necessarily have the top you know elite players or excuse me elite teams that the eastern conference does but it's it's so much more competitive and it's really hard to say who's going to end up in the those 8th ninth spots and who's going to end up in the 7th 6th so yeah. um I, I personally think they'll just miss out um, but that's that's just my hot take
1: but in the hunt this year which should be first, absolutely those, i those think they're going to be very fans. competitive yeah, yeah yeah loons doing the hunting this time around uh, let's go step up again to another interesting team, one that we've uh, uh, talked about a lot before, but we're back. Uh, head coach Wilmer Cabrera with Houston Dynamo. Uh, this was a team two years ago we saw overachieve strongly and last year underachieve. So there is a question of what Houston are we going to get this year? Um, Elise is still here. Minotis is still here. There were some Rumblings about that, and that might still come to pass at some point, but it looks like they're going to at least be going into the season with, with, with those guys. Um, and uh, with that happening, you know, is there. What, what Houston do you think we're going to see this season?
0: I think we're going to see both of them.
1: Uh oh. Is that, is that middle, ne- no, middle no, ground that enough? Um, sense, I think.
0: Yeah. I definitely think we're going to see some some moments where Minotas and Elise and and Kyoto just absolutely ball out, and I think Thomas Martinez might take a step forward this year. Um, I'm kind of uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Uh, I, I think that kind of has to do more with uh, Mateus Vera coming into the coming into the fold and and also kind of help offsetting uh, Cabeza. Um This defense, though, is. <laughs> This defense does not look
1: good. Still um, <laughs> interesting. Still an interesting defense. They've added Struna, uh, who is, uh, I mean, you know, that that's a decent pedigree. He, uh, I mean, all I've really seen of him was him trying to murder a child in a preseason game, <laughs> and that was a little weird. So I'm not sure. I mean, he, hopefully that was a blip and not going to be something he deals with throughout the season. But he, it, it it does raise, um, you know, if not a red flag, at least the caution one. Um,
0: I, I, th- I think that this team has some depth um, mm-hmm. that they can turn to if they get in trouble. So I'm, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not freaking out like the rest. I think a lot of the feedback that I got back uh, from my article when I, I wrote the Houston preview on ASA. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: Very good, by the way.
0: When most people are watching these preseason games. We have to remember that, that they're working on a lot of different things and things that they're not going to try during regular season games, or maybe potentially want to find out. Hey, how do we have guys that can figure this? That put these guys in difficult situations and they can figure it out. Uh, yeah. That's really what they're. They're not trying to win games. They're not trying to score goals or prevent goals. They're really just. Uh, they're working on certain elements of the game and yeah, it's always nice to see them score goals. And, but I mean, Lucas Milano scored like five times this preseason and it's not going to continue. I mean, that's, that (laughs) he probably not. I I love Lucas Milano. I'm probably one of the few people in MLS that that still do, but one uh, of three people, (laughs) what there's three of us, but, getting back to Houston, I don't think their defense is as bad as what everybody says they are. I think they've looked bad in preseason and granted, they don't have a lot of top heavy talented defenders, but they got a, a pretty good depth. You know, well, they got AJ Delagarza, I mean, They, they,
1: Yeah, but they haven't just looked bad in preseason. They've looked bad for a couple of years and they haven't. Well,
0: so they've, they've had turnover. They, they've, they've made some cho some changes. Um, I, 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 I feel like they have a couple of young defenders that can take, take steps forward this year. And Maynard Figueroa is really quietly a, a solid pickup. Um, he's really not, I haven't felt he's been a very good left back for, D- for Dallas the last couple of years, but yeah. I think he's really solid in terms of uh, moving him to the center of the field and kind of uh, taking, he's still got a little bit of athleticism, not like, I can get forward and bomb forward anymore, (laughs) but he does have that ability to where, you know, he can kind of help with possession and, you know, Houston plays so compact in that final third. Their, their goal is to minimize, uh, the shots that are taken. And I think that he can really help with that and kind of prevent, um, some bad decision-making coming from some of the youthful, uh, defenders.
2: All right.
1: All right. Well, we shall see, uh, uh, we have a projection for Houston this year. Are they Are they back amongst the, uh, the, the elite playoff teams at the Western Conference?
0: I, I, I'm a true believer. I really am, and I'll stick to my guns, uh, right or wrong. I, I think they're in the playoffs. I, I think they have probably one of the highest ceilings, one of the highest floors. Like, they could be bottom, honestly. They, they could hit, have a couple of injuries, and that attack could fall apart. And then they're a team that can't score and a team that can't defend. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, the floor is there. But uh, I think ceiling wise, they're also, um, they, they could be one of the top, easily one of the top three teams in this league.
1: Wow. Uh, you know, I, I, I would agree. I think that, that Cabeza's health will, uh, assuming he stays healthy and, um, you know, knock on wood that, that he will, uh, you know, I think that'll make a huge difference for them this year. So uh, I definitely see them being um, amongst those teams, uh, vying for such postseason honors. Um, all right, let's uh, let's step on up one more to the Vancouver Whitecaps head coach, my man Mark Dos Santos. Um, okay, so let's just get this out of the way. Nothing about the Vancouver Whitecaps is the same. Um, they've turned over almost their entire lineup. Felipe Martins. <laughs> Felipe Martins is still I love <laughs> He's still there, of course. You don't get rid of Felipe Martins um, unless, unless you're you, Jesse Marsh. Unless you're getting Tim Parker.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um,
1: <laughs> That's the only good reason to do it. Otherwise, you keep Felipe Martins, um, Mark dos Santos, new coach. Um, Vancouver desperately needed this for years. Um, some a lot of signings, like too many even name. Uh, we've got Andrew uh, Huang, who comes with like a lot of promise. Uh, Freddie Montero is back. Uh, we've got a collection of just European midfielders, two new center backs. Um, a new goalkeeper. It's just. It's all a very like. It's a completely different team. So I have no idea how this is all going to play out on paper. I know that Marta Santos generally likes to play a four three three, nominally. But again, there's there's a lot of um, fluidity to that. So uh, I I find this team incredibly difficult to predict.
0: Well, like he was talking about when he got hired, like playing a three one four two, like and like my brain broke for a second. I was like, <laughs> what, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> he just
1: might. He's, he's a fine guy. So he—he he
0: totally I, is. He totally. What is. I will.
1: So what, one thing that we see a lot um, is that we see coaches that sort of um, have a system and okay, this is my system, and I need to get players to fit this system. And if I don't get the players, I need to fit this system. I can't succeed. So it's not my fault because I don't have what I need to do my system. Mark Santos is not that guy. Mark Dos Santos will just make a new system, and. Whether that's good or bad <laughs> or whether that works, uh, there's something to be said for consistency. Uh, but I also think there's a lot to be said for flexibility in a league like this, uh, especially with as much uh, depth is going to be tested due to all these new midweek uh, fixtures. Uh, so so I, I'm, yeah, I, again, I, I can't make a prediction. I, I want to believe, I do believe, that. Um, I, I just can't honestly say that I know enough about how this team is going to uh, uh, gel, uh, what this team is going to look like cohesively uh, to say whether or not they're going to be successful.
0: No, I, I, that's, I mean, I, for their formation, I just put 11 guys. Like, I, I have no idea yeah. how that's <laughs> going to go. You just 11
1: players, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, who I like that because cause it was like, maybe he'll use nine. Yeah. But... <laughs> We don't know. It could be that he's just revolutionizing the game. He's like, I need more space out there. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, okay. But I will say this. Regardless of whether or not it's going to work, I'm excited. And I think that's the first time anyone's ever been excited about the Vancouver White Caps. So that at least is a positive change and something to give fans that, that really have needed this for a long time, something to actually look forward to.
0: No and a Hawaiian coming into this league is it, it, this is a fun signing right it's a little yeah. bit unique it's it's another one of those uh kind of Miguel esque uh type signings and so i maybe maybe not as high ceiling right but uh yeah, it's still in that same so. vein of finding a young impactful player and then building your team around him and and that's really fun that's really exciting to see another uh very talented uh winger slash you know uh creative type come into this league
1: yeah um so we don't yeah and so i mean you know you you put here and this is a fair you, you've noted Uh, You know, is this too much change? Is this like, is this volatility, uh, you know, bad for a team? And I would say in ordinary circumstances, yeah, this is way too much change. But considering where they were and where they've been stuck, um, even if they're going to just find a new rut, I think that it's time to find a new rut to be stuck in.
0: I'm really excited to see Yordi Rania outside. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm really interested to see him as a he survived the
1: purge as well that's right yeah
0: he's a really talented player and and if he, he can is. get if mark dos santos can get his head head on uh straight and you know he kind of cleans up his, his personal life a little bit i think that he's going to be a really exciting player and i think that that's one of the reasons why i'm excited about freddie montero coming back uh Montero's coming back and he's I mean, he's had a really successful, another successful uh, stint in Portugal, you know, basically playing as a role player. Um, so in, I think it's great.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I think we'll get our like 10 to 12 to well, like 10 to 14 ish goals from Montero seems to be like what he does and they will they will certainly welcome that. So um, I don't know, it, it, it's uh, again, it's, it's all new. So it's all exciting. Um, and it's going to be kind of fun to see what what's going on in Vancouver for the first time in a long time. Um, let us, let us move from the new and exciting and optimistic to this old storyline, the Los Angeles Galaxy, new head coach, um, certainly one that comes with a, you know, certain pedigree, uh, Shiloto, uh, I, okay, and I mean, like, the main thing, and like, they can't really do anything, like, it's, it's hard to analyze this team right now without knowing how they resolve this designated player Because they
0: spent buckets of TAM to
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. TAM Zlatan down last year.
1: And by Ola Kamara.
0: And by Ola Kamara. So yes. they, it's not like they have the money to go and get a lot of those pieces. However, the league does and has kind of created more of that allocation money. Um, and, you know... Uh, they could probably improve their team a little bit. I think they need to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, we, we were talking about depth earlier in the show. And I mean, there is. I don't see where they have a backup right back right now. Like, I, I just. I, I, maybe they throw a couple of their young players out there. Maybe they have yeah, somebody those, on uh, on Galaxy 2, um, Los Dos, that they can. Bring up. Uh, I'm not as familiar with their with their USL team as uh, you know other. So maybe I'm missing something. I probably am. Uh, that being said, they could be interesting.
1: They could. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a team that, um, you know, has thrown their lot in with Lawton, and that's that's not a bad place to throw your lots. But you know, it, it would be remiss and foolish to not act like that. You know, uh, as much as he seems timeless and to be um, immortal, uh, he is most certainly not. And eventually, that's not going to be as good of a, 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 a option as it once was. I don't know that that'll be this year, uh, but certainly, like they've, you know, they, they've cast a lot of eggs in that basket, and it's going to involve. Um, well, and I mean, like it's going to involve one of two things: they're either going to have to, you know, fundamentally like restructure the contract in a way that isn't really super kosher but i that will probably just let go ahead and happen um or they're gonna have to move one of their three guys and i think moving one of the dos santos brothers is complicated and can potentially have um you know uh ripple effects uh, throughout the rest of the team It'd be difficult to deal with or they got to get rid of uh, alessandrini who is actually very good and they shouldn't get rid of um so it's really hard to kind of see because so much of this off season has been like focused on this four DP drama that still to this day has not been resolved, uh, which is which is concerning. So I don't know. What, what do you, let's just talk about it. Get this one out of the way first. What what, what do you do here? Honestly, I have no clue.
0: And, yeah. and 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 regardless of how it happens, I don't think. And I wrote this today. Uh, I don't think either sets of fans are going to be happy, whether that's MLS fans as a whole or Galaxy fans. I think both are going to feel uh, hard done uh, in some way or some shape. So uh, maybe that's the best resolution is to make sure it's like everybody's upset. That's <laughs> right? Like the
1: best, um, yeah. The best kind of compromise is one where everybody's a little bit miserable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and let me just say, I, I still have belief in, uh, in Gio De Santos, Like... Look, it, it, last year was kind of a tough year. Uh, he had a lot of health problems. Uh, he missed out on, I'm surprisingly missed out on, you know, the the Mexican national team. Um, I, I feel like they, Siggy Schmidt did a lot for Clint Dempsey and putting him in the right spots. And I thought last year, before Zlatan came, Siggy was making those same moves. And I thought that, Gio was going to go into a spot and play very similar to what Clint Dempsey did with a player who, um, kind of like Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins, kind of had um, qualities in which were similar but accentuated those those positive qualities of Dempsey. Likewise, I thought Ola Kamara did a lot of the similar things but different enough to offset Gio de Santos, right? Like he's gonna yeah. play a little holdup, he's gonna be a pretty good passer, he's gonna do all the things that basically Zardes never did uh, for Dos Santos. And I thought like there's a lot of really positivity uh, that he could have a good season if he remained healthy. And then Zlatan came in and basically did all those things, only much better than what we could have possibly expected Dos Santos to do. And you know. Uh, look, that's that's just life. Sometimes you have somebody comes in that's just more talented and better than you are. And, um, you know, that's, that's life. That being said, it's not the end of the world to have a player that's like a third, two thirds of uh, Zlatan uh, sitting on your bench that you can just bring off and be like, hey, no, now it's your turn to go wreak havoc. Um, especially with the fact that Zlatan's 37 now, so.
1: I think, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have as much hope for for Gio as as you have over the past few years. I think I just solved the problem, and it's that like the league needs to have like a Harrison designated player slot that any team can have. And you got Milano, and Giovanni, Dos Santos, <laughs> and like Ryan Hollingshead. You're like that's your pilot program, and like any team can have those players at any time. Just to
0: dude, Ryan it. Hollingshead had a whole bit on whether or not sh- <laughs> Sharks versus Bears. Did you see this?
1: I didn't, but I assume it was very. You need to go to
0: Twitter, and and listener, if you're out there right now, pull over. If you're driving, if you're running, listening to us, that seems weird to me, but you know, stop what, stop your run, and go out there, go to Twitter, go to (laughs) FC Dallas page, and check this out because, uh, like, I was dying. I thought it was hilarious.
1: If you're running while listening to this, uh, you can do it. Go, go, go. That was your encouragement from Ian. Um, yeah, it's (laughs) it's uh. I don't know. This whole situation annoys me because it was incredibly predictable. And I kind of feel like it seems like they're just going to, like, say, well, this is what our situation is, and then expect everybody else to just let them get away with it um, because it's easier that way and less awkward. (laughs) And, like, that annoys me to no end. Uh, But, like, because, again, you had to see this coming. You did not think, like, Zlatan was going to play at a cut rate for that long maybe they thought he'd just be a one and done i i don't know but but here we are um i'm fine with teams pushing the boundaries i am totally fine with expanding roster roles i'm totally okay with having six designated players if that's what the league wants to do as long as everybody gets to to start at the exact same time i'm fine with that like that that gives the league credibility that that gives the at least the appearance of, of fairness and credibility so Um, You know just doing it right now just to kind of like save some blushes would be I think a bad move for the league But at this moment like not hearing anything else happening. I think that's probably gonna be what happens Um, you maybe see some Tam sort of (coughs) excuse me up here or um, You know the threshold for what you can buy down is increased Um, So even then I don't know where they could get the Tam, but I I suppose that can all be done so uh, that that's all. Like, I mean, like that's gonna have to resolve itself before the season starts, probably. Um, and like you said, I have a feeling that no matter what happens, nobody's gonna be happy about it. So, so um, <laughs> maybe that's the the best result after all. But uh, more to the point, more to LA's actual uh, issues uh, is that defense. And uh, have they done anything that you've seen that makes you think that this is gonna be like a, a better defensive unit this time around?
0: I mean, kind of, uh, Polenta, you know, they, yeah. they acquired, uh, 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 my goodness, the names, his first name's escaping me, but Polenta is the, uh, defense, the central defender from, uh, National, uh, in Uruguay. Uh, so that's, and that's great. You know, they, they seem to bring in a quality defender. Um, I, you know, we, we. Kind of thought they brought in a quality defender last year, um, and that just turned out to be not the case. So it it's hard to tell these things. It's hard to tell how players will adapt. And the, yeah, this defense seems like it's a, a minor step up, and even if it's a half step up, that should be enough to at least get them into the playoffs. Uh, if I mean this, even take out Zlatan, right? They 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 got Ola Kamara. They have uh, Alessandrini. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have um, Sebastian Leggett. I mean, they have like just really good, uh, attacking people, um, players. So, um, yeah, I I think they will be fine as far as that's concerned. Um, it'll just be more of, um, how far can they go? What will their ceiling be once they get to the playoffs? Um, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be outside of Zlatan. I don't think they're going to be a really interesting team at times.
1: Yeah, uh, and they don't need to be. They just need to win games, and they need to win one nil and two nil, whatever it takes, and just uh, get back over that line again. Because you know you miss out on that three years in a row. They're they the they're not gonna they're
0: not gonna win. They they're gonna win games three two, five two, five three. Look, I mean, they were you're tied with Atlanta. Right. They were tied with Atlanta for the most uh, games above two goals. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is gonna be a team that at least is gonna put the ball in the back of the net.
1: They play fast and loose. Nice. Um, all right, let's move on to uh last year's uh hanging on the edge of the playoffs. Uh Real Salt Lake. Uh head coach Mike Packey back again, probably with the same four three three. Um <clears throat> I don't know. Uh hey, this seems like more or less the same team as we had last year. Um minus sunny. Minus sunny. Uh his option was declined, yeah. Um, adding uh, Everton Louise uh, midfield and Sam Johnson as a designated playing uh, striker. So a little bit of a different look there. Um, I'm not sure that was the best place to spend their money, but you know, I guess that's kind of where you do spend that money if you're an MLS team. Well, I think uh,
0: that they're trying to, they're, they're doubling down on that, on that counter approach, right? Like they're right. trying to find, a, you know, some, some more depth at, at that, those positions. And, Lord, I I don't, I don't think that they've taken a step forward. In fact, to be perfectly honest, I feel like they've kind of taken a step back um, from what they were last year. I felt like last year we were exciting, uh, excited for them. We felt like they could be a sixth place team that, you know, transitions to maybe higher depending on if their guys step forward. And now I feel like we're saying, well, if their guys continue to play well, maybe they're a sixth place, fifth place team. Um, And, you know, that's, that seems to be a little bit of a letdown compare comparative to, you know, last year. I think that they're, they're going to have a bigger defensive problems because they don't have Sonny there to help figure them out. I think that they have redundant uh, cam players uh, and cry and, you know, um, goodness, uh, Albert uh, Rusniak. So um, mm-hmm. look, they have a lot of attacking talent, but doesn't always show up. Serevino doesn't always show up. Um, Jao Plata when he starts and he's not in the doghouse. You know, he's really talented. Uh, but, you know, th- the word is he's not a great locker room guy anyways. And it kind of feels like maybe they're trying to shop him. But uh, this, they need to either ship him out or use them. It's it's just kind of getting to be more of a sideshow than anything. And I feel like RSL taking a step back. I, I really seriously wonder if if they don't kind of crater in on themselves.
1: Um, You know, it would be it would not be unexpected, but, um, you know, that, I think a lot of that back month's still there. And as much as we, you know, I, I do agree with you that cry and Henry have been somewhat redundant and sever, you know, and Sauceto and, um, <clears throat> you know, it all seems like a lot kind of going on with very similar styles with Plata. Um, you know, it was enough to get them over that line last year. Um, and I think that surprised a lot of people. Um, it's it, it certainly, uh, I wouldn't rule them out of this. Um, I don't know if I would say they've taken a step back, but I think with everybody else taking a step forward, they haven't stepped forward enough. Um,
0: but it took a LA Galaxy, a terrible LA Galaxy te- defensive team, and, right, a complete, which, we, and a which complete, which might not be fixed, right. Well, okay, fair enough. But you know, on decision day, they had to, they let a team like Houston that had nothing to play for run them over for the last
1: forty five minutes for RSL to sneak in. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I mean, like, they, again, they haven't addressed a, a lot of those issues either. They don't, they don't have the room to. So it, it's not impossible. No, but I mean, now you forward. have a
0: Houston team that that is much more complete. You have a Minnesota team that might have defensive issues figured out. Yeah, mm. I'm just saying, like, look, it, that team. If you're not moving forward, you're you're moving backwards
1: uh, in, in MLS, and that's probably true. That's probably true uh we we shall see what happens to to the great real salt lake uh see how long pet k uh you know you got to think that if he's one of the guys that you know if they come out of the gate slow might be one of the first coaches to kind of get the axe so i I think there's a lot of pressure there and i think that um i don't know it's again it's one of these teams that that's sort of on that bubble and 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 so like uh, we don't know which way they're going to slide top or the bottom of it but um Certainly, uh, it, it, from the outside, it looks like they have maybe not done enough to stay with that group, I guess is what we're saying. Uh, I think potentially. There, there, there's potential there. Yeah. All right. Let us move on to the Portland Timbers. Uh, last year's Major League Soccer Cup finalists in Atlanta, uh, Giovanni Savarese returning, uh, likely with his favorite four, three, two, one. Um, 3 2 one Christmas! A- yeah. They have added... Basically nobody. They've added um, well, sort of misfit center back Claude Dielna, which was, I don't, I don't get that, but that's, you know, that's their prerogative on that. Uh, there are rumors of, of an incoming uh, striker, perhaps, somebody in that attacking position. Um, but this was a team that lives and dies by its core, Valeri and Chara and Blanco, and... Um, so it 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 the question is this year um is that a core that has another year in the tank? I mean certainly Blanco probably does, but Char and Valeria are not getting any younger. Uh I don't know what what's your read on the Portland Timbers so far in this this preseason?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit weird that they seem very uh very gung-ho to replace uh jeremy bobose um i don't
1: I, yeah but, yeah they do want to they do want to they do see that as a position of upgrade from what we understand on, on poor say who has been very good in whatever minutes he's had
0: yeah yeah i thought so and i thought he was really good during the mls cup fi- uh finals I, I think you know obviously there are some things that he could have worked on and done better but i mean it, as a as a player that's still continuing to grow and game. move forward yeah. and, and definitely within the u.s men's national team pool um you know, that's somebody that you, you want to put a little bit of trust in. And not to say you you want to hand him the job, but obviously, you know, he hasn't even been training with the first team uh, for a lot of the starting positions. Uh, he's been working with uh, uh, more of the, the quad second team uh, with Lucas Milano kind of starting out uh, up top, which is kind of an interesting um, change. So, uh, look. you, like. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think that throwing him away um, at this point in time is is foolish. Uh, I think he's pro- he's better than Esprilla, So, um, but you know that's not probably saying too much to Portland fans. Um, I think this defense has the potential to be very good. Um, I, I think they have to play compact. I think they have to bring that line uh, a little bit further back. They were playing really aggressive the other night. Uh, which led to them getting beat a lot. Um, I don't think that they are a team that can get and do a lot of foot races uh, on the counter. They they can't be uh, allowing themselves to get uh, just absolutely uh, ca- uh, breaking counter as like against a Houston team or you know against a RSL team they're 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 going to struggle with that if if they don't do better on their ta- uh, on their tactical approach but um, kind of like what we talked about beforehand you, you can't really look at preseason and be like oh they scored you know three goals against us really there's probably a reason why uh, Savarisi had that lineup that line pushed so high right there's probably uh, something that he was working on wanting to to look at. Um, especially Specifically. So you, you can't just kind of, you know, lump it in and say, well, they're so bad. They're slow. You know, this looks bad. There's obviously stuff that they're working on. So, um, I think you just kind of, um, you don't love you know, seeing your team get abused, uh, especially on a crappy feed, um, and you're so excited about what the what the new season might hold and a mm-hmm. team like Portland that has the potential to, I mean, let's face it. It's not like they have a really low floor, but they don't have a really high ceiling either. This is a team that's very likely going to make the playoffs. But they really aren't going to make a run at the shield. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that changes depending on who they add, uh, as a DP striker. Maybe that's something that, that pushes them back up into that SKC, um, you know, um, threshold. Maybe yeah. uh, I, I, I tend to not think that right now, but I, I'm an idiot. So what do I know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, the, the Portland Timbers, uh, never, uh, fail to surprise me. So, um, certainly, uh, you know, a team very good with their backs up against the wall and in tougher situations. I, I think, you know, like you said, I, 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 it, it'd be a crazy year if they don't make the playoffs. I don't think that that's a very realistic prediction. Um, but certainly, um, you know, I think in, in that uh, third, fourth, fifth spot is kind of where I would foresee them going right now based on the roster that they currently have, you know, with the understanding that that may be improved in the next couple of weeks. So, um Alright, let's go. We got a couple more to go here. Uh next up, uh our favorite team to discuss, uh FC Dallas, uh new head coach, Luchi Gonzalez. Um not really sure what this is gonna bring formationally, maybe. I I they've kinda toyed with the four four two a little bit in preseason. Um seems like that's kinda of what they had
0: gone to after they had sold uh Mauro Diaz as well.
1: Yeah. Certainly I mean I think that there are um a lot of turnover. This is another team where you see a lot of turnover. Um they've brought in um Andrasik and uh Brassen and um you know it, it's for what they let go, you know, and players like Arudi and Lama um and Figueroa. Like these are sort of, you know, these are big, you know, whether you thought they were fantastic or not, like these were important players in their system. Um it's, it's it's going to be an interesting year, and, and moving on from Coach Pereja for the first time in a long time, uh, I last week predicted this might be a very rough year for them, and I'm going to uh, continue to stand by that, but but certainly, um, you know, I, I think they're in, in that kind of middle-of-the-pack area there as well.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to say whether or not it's going to be a difficult year for them because there's so much kind of in the same vein as some of these other teams. There's still a lot of unknowns specifically with those, those young players. Um, Mm -hmm. They're really going to have to, um, they're going to have to take a step forward. But with that being said, um, they do have some, some interesting holdovers from last over that last last over from last year that, um, you know, could make a difference um, they have some young players that are exceptionally talented, uh, Thomas Roberts being one of them, uh, Paxton Pomacall. You know, these these are creative players that could definitely come in and uh, and suddenly unlock things and, and change the course of a season. So I think they're going to be a, a very good defensive team. I think they're going to be a team that can uh, score a couple goals, and I think whenever you have a team like that, uh, it's a recipe to, to at least be near the playoffs,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, I I think that, um, yeah, I I mean, when you look at what the bottom of the West looks like and what FC Dallas looks like, I would be surprised to see them there that far. Um, But again, like, because there's so much up in the air that, you know, a lot of this could break bad, and we've seen FC Dallas have, um, you know, stretches of time where they've, you know, kind of collapsed a little bit, and so uh, avoiding that kind of thing uh, would would be very, (laughs) obviously, very important to them going forward, so... Uh, this is another one that is just so, yeah, like you said, it's too up in the air to really make a great prediction on, but, but if I had to say, I, I, I would put them, uh, right there in the playoffs, uh, tor- towards that, towards that playoff line. I think, yeah. On, the, on I on agree the with the side of it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, LAFC, uh, second year team, Bob Bradley returning, uh, uh probably another four, three, three ish fluid team. Uh, really hard to kind of pin it down. Um, you know, not a lot of, not a ton of moves. Uh, all things considered. Um, well, you
0: think about how late in the year that they got the majority of their players. It makes kind of sense to, yeah. for them to to not make too much too much change. I think this is a team that could definitely towards the middle part of the year make some changes. Um, that find some. Hey, this isn't working. We're gonna go in this direction. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, um, brought in, I mean, Almanier, uh they straight up traded uh, Yoama Tinho uh, for him, uh, just kind of flipping outside backs for Orlando, which I thought was an interesting decision. Um, I think Montinho sort of is a player that still has a lot of promise, uh, but I think they're hoping for a bit more polish in that first season from him than they got, and I can kind of see them saying, like, we're not really super interested and developing prospects in our backline right now, so um, you know maybe that's what they want to do to get someone that's a little more seasoned, like um, who but, I, think I mean, that's quite...
0: that's a little bit worrisome though if you're if you're kind of from the LAFC perspective because they do have so many young players.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's good. I'm 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 just just saying that. that oh yeah,
0: no, no, no. Thinking. Reading tears. Yeah. I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, what I think they might be saying right now is it's just that we want to like establish a foothold in this league before we start really kind of experimenting with with this stuff and we have the resources to bring in seasoned players and finished articles and and superstars even you know like let's get ourselves established in this league before we start working on this pipeline this development uh side of things so um and I, again i think that's a reasonable uh strategy to take in your second year your first year uh certainly if you have the resources that they do um but but might you know be a problem Long term, down the road, uh, if some of the signings start whiffing a bit, so um, yeah, so like that's just a good change. I think I, I think that benefits kind of both teams on that trade. Uh, and then they brought in uh, Rodolfo Zulea, who's another forward who is going to be, I guess, competing with Diamande and Christian Ramirez. Like that's a pretty stout line already. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what what, what they're going to do. That If we're going to see a two-striker formation, maybe. Um, they certainly have the the numbers to do it. So Bob Bradley loves his, definitely loves his options, right? Yeah, I, I they, this is one guy that really does like he will he will use several ideas going uh, throughout the course of the season. So um, probably just you know another arrow in his quiver, and it's it's a pretty good quiver already. It, it's you could see a year of um, experience, a year of cohesion with this team, and not changing it too too much. Um, you know, this could be a team that they finished really high up in the West last year and, uh, you know, they kind of got dumped from the playoffs in very unceremonial fashion uh, from RSL. Um, but, you know, this is a team that could be up there challenging for the West again and could be even, um, you know, depending on how things break in the East, you know, uh, possibly challenging for a shield.
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly I think they have a talent to do it, to do it both from the, the player perspective, but also from like the front off personnel um they can make the moves that you know help them push them over the line so the the ceilings definitely there for them to to do that that being said uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if you know a team like you know Portland or Houston finished in front of them um yeah. you know they they've got a little volatility and I think that their defensive line um definitely needs definitely needs a little bit of work so
1: yeah um like, yeah, but 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 again, I think that would, all things considered, you have to, have to consider that a, a very successful first season. Absolutely. You know, even despite whatever happened in the playoffs. Um, so they, they got a really good uh, place to build from that and kind of look towards to be uh, back in that picture again next year with a little more experience. Um, uh, okay, we are kind of approaching the end here. Seattle Sounders uh, back with head coach Brian Smetzer, probably playing a 4-3-3, 4-2-2, 4-2-3-2, you know, the similar thing everybody plays, the 4 2, 3 one thing uh, at times. Uh, Seattle have done what they've done in years past, and that's kind of stand Pat. Um, they've brought in, I guess, Jonathan Campbell, and that's more or less it uh, as far as any kind of major acquisitions. You know, they have draft picks. They've dealt off, um, like, Waylon Francis, just some of the guys kind of in that on the on the end of that roster, that were a little extraneous. You know what
0: though? Um, uh, kudos to the Sounders for not going and just because they had an open DP spot to go and grab somebody. They have a lot of talent on the younger end of their roster, and I think it's really good that they're starting at least the season to kind of see what those see where the, they're at.
1: Yeah, I I think in this situation it's probably okay to kind of sit pat for a couple months and see you know, where are we going to spend this money? Because I think they've shown that they're going to invest in a player and they, at the beginning of their kind of MLS run, like they were really bad at buying designated players and there were a lot of misses there. And I think they've gotten really very, very good at it in the last few seasons. And so I think a lot of that has had to come with patience and understanding that like, okay, maybe the first few months of the season are not going to be like all conquering things, but we're not really like playing for that year long shield. We're not really, we're just trying to have that goal of winning mls cup and they've done a pretty good job of putting themselves in that position the last few years so um yeah i, I don't really know i i think the biggest questions about seattle if i'm looking at them is just okay ozzy is finally gone and what does that do to your i don't know I, I don't like to talk about i mean you know we're the analytics show so it's kind of silly what does that do to your culture what does that do to like your um <laughs> Your brand almost, uh, you know, it was a big team leader. Like the only like remaining original Seattle Sounder guy there. Now he's off to Minnesota. Um, I think on the field he was starting to slow down a little bit, but still I thought a very good MLS defensive midfielder. And now you've got to ask if like Roldan's going to fill that role. Is, is Fencing going to fill that role? Um, and the other thing is like now they've got Jordan Morris back, but they've got Ruiz Diaz, who is obviously going to be the first choice striker and deservedly so. Um, and what do you do with this guy? And and so uh, it, like, I would have a hard time seeing where they'd put a designated player right now, assuming that they want to give minutes to all these guys that they've invested in.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> so it, just a couple uh, adaptations to that. I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with talk, talking about chemistry. I think chemistry um, is something that probably guys like me often overrate um, or underrate. Um, and it's important, to I think, every once in a while to acknowledge that You know, people being gone. If I lose my buddy that I work with and see every day, uh, and he's not there for me to lean on, it's going to affect me, right? It's going to affect how I do my job. Mm -hmm. That's just a. Mm -hmm. That's just a. That that's a. It's what happens in the workplace, and and you kind of have to grow past it. And some people they find new ways to to handle that, and some people just have a hard time with it and so it's really yeah. unpredictable it's one of those uh, things in life and i think that's okay to talk about uh especially when we start talking about uh, how these early games are going to kind of work out so um and, and as for seattle yeah i i see them very much like portland you know i don't see them and I, I would love uh Seattle's of course you know the, I'm here in Tacoma I, I like to follow the Sounders I would love for them to compete for the shield and throw the MLS Cup to the wind um that's my opinion uh but whatever if that's what they're going to do is is they're going to aim for MLS Cup at the end of the year you know uh this is the way this is the way that they need to go about it so
1: yeah um you know I almost wonder if I mean I, I guess like if you'd ask me a few like, at the end of last season, like, where I saw that designated player slot going um, if Ozzie left, you know, I would have said, well, probably on the wing. Um, just because I think that that probably is where, um, you know, there's not, like, an established guy so much. But now if Morris, like, they put a lot of money in the Morris, they're obviously going to want to play Morris. I don't think you're going to see a ton of Morris coming off the bench. I think they want to start him. I think they want him to be a big focal point of this team. <clears throat> I think he goes out on the wing. I think, you know, you got Rodriguez, who's been... I don't really know what to say about Victor Rodriguez. I think he's good, but I don't really know if I have any good reason to think that. Uh, he's been very, very good at times. He's had a very hard time staying healthy, but if he does, he could be excellent. Um, and then uh, you got a guy like Hendwala Buana, who I think is a very, very exciting prospect woo, in that woo. team. That Buana, you know, your boy Buana. I,
0: I love me some Hundwala. That That is the whole reason why I didn't want them to get uh, a DP
1: <laughs> winger. That is the entire reason. Like, that, yeah. that would have been my argument right there. So if you're Seattle and you just watch for a couple months and go like, all right, are we having like, where where is our weakest position? Is it in that center of the midfield? Like, are we missing Aussie a lot? Well, or and you also have Harry
0: Ship. You have, uh, you know, Henry. Yeah, Ligo. there's a lot of wing stuff there. there but there's it, there's a lot of there's they they are a deep team when it comes to that. They don't have high quality, but they they do have depth that's uh, you know average or better. And I think that that's a really strong thing to start a season off with.
1: Yeah. So I think you watch. The, I think if you're the Seattle Sounders, maybe you just like. Kind of just chill for a couple months and see, like, all right, where, where, where is the position that's the most glaring, and like, where should we invest this? And maybe that's in the center of the park. Maybe you try to find the next Aussie um, to you know pair with Roldan going forward. Um, you know, or Svensson has it together. And maybe you, you do think like, okay, maybe we can get more out of this season if we do like a shorter term thing with a slightly older but but you know talented winger. Um, I don't know. It, it's curious. Uh, they haven't had that you know available to them for a while. So. um You know, with uh, no Dempsey, no Alonso this year, I think that, uh, you know, it's just going to be a very interesting season and and one that I don't think is going to be, I don't see them, you know, in that shield race necessarily, but I think that they certainly will be, um, you know, in the running for that Western Conference. And I, I do think they're still one of the best teams in this conference. Um, and you know, continue to make the playoffs, and once you get there, anything can happen. So uh, I I think maybe a, a slightly slow first couple months for Seattle, and then a strong finishes. We've kind of come to expect for them the last few years.
0: Yeah, that's pretty accurate.
1: All right, our final team. We've done it. Uh, sporting Kansas City, uh, head coach Peter Vermees. Uh, formationally, another four three three kind of fluid thing. All right, I'm going to tell you something, Harrison. Right now, I think this team is extremely good. Yeah. I think even losing Ike I think even losing Kyrie Shelton, Diego Rubio. This lineup is hot. This is a good good lineup. And I think that these are your these are your Western Conference favorites in my humble opinion.
0: I think they're I think I think they're a shield contender absolutely. Like without um, a doubt.
1: Backline, okay. Well they lose Ike, but we've got Fontes now, and Fontes has been getting paid, and there's a reason they've been paying him to not do anything, and I think it's because he's probably pretty good. Um, if he can fill in there next to Beesler, like that's going to be big. You've got Rodney Wallace, which gives you some depth on the left, uh, you know, wing and in left back. Um, you've got the best right back in the league. You've got one of the best keepers in the league. You've got. Sanchez, Eli Sanchez is one of the best central midfielders in the league yep. you've got Felipe Gutierrez who's one of the best in the league you've got Johnny Russell uh, you know it, it's just there's a lot there's a lot of great talent there like somehow quietly um, they've put together just a really excellent team and they've done it pretty under the radar and I think this is going to be a very very hard team to beat at soccer this year
0: No, they they absolutely have put together just uh, an insane, uh, insanely talented roster, and it's not loaded just from the starting eleven perspective, right? Because you know, if you want to compare eleven to eleven, I think they compare uh, pretty good, uh, maybe even better than uh, than everybody except for maybe three or four teams. Where they're just absolutely insanely loaded is from that. Twelve to eighteen to Mm -hmm. even twenty, if you wanted to even go that far down, uh, Mm -hmm. they just—I mean—they went and grabbed guys and people will roll my eye, roll their eyes when I say stuff like this. But adding Eric Hurtado is is big. Um, I (laughs) I I know that's like silly. You're gonna laugh at it. People are gonna laugh. I love Eric Hurtado has been completely underrated in in Vancouver for years. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I didn't
1: even say Kellen Rowe. They just stole Kellen, Kellen Rowe from everybody this year. The Dude, I love that. Trade that they brought both teams somehow. And like, he looks good. Like, Espinosa is a great midfielder And he's going to be coming off the bench, I think.
0: Yes. Uh, he absolutely got, will. And, and you've got a be on
1: the bench. And that's just fine. Well, and uh, Johan Cro-
0: Crozet, yeah. who's going to yeah, be exactly. coming off the bench as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gross. I mean, it's a good team. It's a really solid team. They're going to be very, very hard to beat. Well, so. and that's
0: not even, we have yet to even mention the fact that they have Jalen Lindsay. They have all these other mm-hmm. homegrown mm-hmm. players mm-hmm. that uh, are just kind of sitting ready. Like, uh, what, uh, Buscello was talking about be, being the next, uh, Tyler Adams. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Heck yeah, man! Like I, I am, I am, I am buying up as much Kansas City uh, stock as possible. This is not only are they just an absolutely loaded and talented team; they have become one of the most fantastic watches. And MLS, mm-hmm. they really yeah. are. They're a de- they're engaging. They okay. So they might not always play the most. Uh, the way I watch soccer is probably different than a lot of people watch soccer. It is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can confirm. I,
0: I enjoy uh, the the anarchy that New York uh, creates. I, I enjoy the anarchy that Sporting creates, and I think there's just so much happening. There's so much. There's so much that is constantly happening on the field. Players swapping positions, moving forward, getting back. That, <clears throat> any then you have like this half-court offense that they evolve into, to where they basically just hold on to possession for a while because, well, they also can do that. Um, so it's I I I really love Sporting Kansas City. I think Peter Vermees was uh, great. I think the thought process to uh, even six months to a year before they knew us was going to be hiring for a new manager they went and locked him down like almost immediately and was like nope we're going to overpay and we're going to keep you and we don't want anything to change and yeah that might you know be a little bit much to you know pay you but we don't want you ever going away and That's i love fair that
2: enough. and
1: i wouldn't ever do anything to upset people for me because he's a very frightening man
0: he he is also a very frightening man
1: i've been, t- I've been told by people No, he's very very nice, and I don't believe it because he
0: scares me. He he's he like even in his like post game (laughs) or pre game to where he like he'll say something and then he'll break his like angry face and kind of laugh or smile, and I'm still waiting for like for him to hurt someone.
1: Yeah, he's very 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 intimidating. Um, So yeah, that was that was obviously like a very positive review of SKC, and it's because I don't really have a lot of negative things to say. If there's anything. Um, you know I don't like. Okay, I know you like Eric Cortado I like Eric Cortado a little bit I really like Kyrie Shelton we both did um, I like Salaway I, I don't know if you're as high on him as I am uh, but you could How make the it? case that they don't have that
0: they're dedicated. not going to score a goal somehow
1: well, I okay. This is what I knew you were gonna say. Okay, but listen. It, like, no, uh, no, it's if, it, if, it, if, if it's I'm what every for,
0: it's what everyone's gonna say. Like that's. If
1: I'm looking for one thing to criticize on this team, it's that number nine role is a little bit glaring. Is that Nemeth? Is that gonna be? You know what I mean? Like it, it's. Uh, but here's
0: the, here's the thing with that. They still have. I mean, yeah. You're like, okay, is it this guy? Is it this guy? Is it this guy? They still have three guys that are at least average or above average at a role, and they're hardly paying them anything
1: it's a really interesting system that like it the face blows of a of my MLS mind teams. yeah that they're just like we'll just get three pretty decent guys that are kind of decent at forward and like we'll let the rest of the guys do it and you know they just gotta tap it in we just gotta get the ball to them so um yeah i think this is gonna be a very exciting year for sporting kansas city and Barring uh, Fontes being a complete disaster, I think that they're they're definitely going to be competing for the shield and certainly uh, the Western Conference. Um, and maybe 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 a team that could maybe beat Atlanta if they had to in the MLS Cup final. I, th- I, look, I, I, will, I think.
0: I look. I will. I will say. I think it'd be a them. close. I. I think it'd be close. Atlanta is extremely talented too. I mean, I'm not taking anything away. Like, I'm not taking shots at you know Atlanta United because I'm saying like Kansas City's really good. It's like. No, that that it 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 would be an amazing game, and I would love to watch. I think, I think that would be the game that people would love to watch. They'd love to see these two really talented teams go at each other.
1: I think, yeah, and even last year, like I said this and noticed director Portland who, who who beat Kansas City on both days and did what they had to do. But I, I mean, I kind of feel like of all those teams that were there, SKC would have been the best match against Atlanta in that final last year. Uh, I don't know if they would have had enough to do it uh to, to take it there was certainly a lot of uh a lot of uh you know i don't know uh intangible things going for atlanta there but i it, it was uh you know i would have liked to have seen that game a lot that that's the game i think i really wanted to see um but maybe that's what we'll get this year it, and if i had to like lay down money not a lot of it i'd lay down like five dollars on seeing that mls cup final right now no matter what odds you give me it's okay big huh yeah what odds are you gonna give me?
0: Uh, I don't know, ten to one.
1: Deal. Take it. Five bucks. Ten to one. Um. All right.
0: <laughs> you uh, are. <laughs> you are a much. Do what have they done to you? What has a dummy run done to you? I feel like like incorporating some of these guys in the league into uh, Slack channel is like. Made you a, a gambler now. I'm
1: a gambling man now. I know. Someone has to do it. I need that excitement in my life, Harrison. That's all I have. Uh, <laughs> the thrill of the gamble. All right. Five bucks then. Ten to one odds. I love it. Uh, that's it, folks. That is our Western Conference preview. We will be back next week with you guessed it, the Eastern Conference preview. Um, I want to thank uh, my co-host, my friend, uh, who does this with me every uh, every time I ask him to uh, does a lot of the work and set things up, and it's just the the, the best uh, co-host and buddy a guy I could ask for. That's Harrison Crow. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow, uh, and uh, follow uh, American Soccer Analysis on Twitter. That is at Analysis Evolved, and please visit the website www.Americansocceranalysis.com. we got season previews going up a lot of them are done already. Uh, ones that Harrison's written I wrote one about Orlando that's on there. Uh, we've got more forthcoming all the way up till the start of the season uh, kind of starting with the top or start ending with the top teams from last year. Uh, so be sure to check those out. We've got a lot of talented people working on this right now. they've all been fantastic and, and really really good reads so uh, please do check that out. Uh, we will see you next week and until then enjoy the soccer.
2: Where would we find a pole? I just work, your computer says no. Are we all ones and zeros? I just work, your computer says no. Ooh, 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 you know you wanna be the ooh, ooh, Computer says no. Ooh, 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 you know you wanna wanna take back control. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Says no. ooh, 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 you know you wanna put the ooh, ooh, computer says no ooh, 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 You know you wanna wanna take back control Take back control Take back control Take back control Human power tap our rise And draw Take back control Human,